hit Yeah. What's happening, weirdos? Keep going. Um, <laughs> this, okay, wait. Let me see if I can do it just like you would. What's happening, weirdos? Another great one. I really enjoyed this one. You're doing it perfectly. Here's what I would say. The, the first hour, then we go to the mid-rolls. First half hour, yep. mid-rolls. The last hour. We really get into it. Primo. So if I look, I like what we call the opening dump where we're just sort of farting around, mm-hmm. but we did it. We, we went deep, even for us, mm-hmm. beautiful healing, coping mm-hmm. feelings, all that stuff and laughs. So if for some reason you're not feeling the opening dump, jump to the 35 minute mark, jump the dump, jump the dump, <laughs> but don't like, if you like this podcast and you're here, so I'm guessing you do. <laughs> and and you're not feeling it at the beginning. Don't miss the last hour of this podcast. It was amazing. I feel yeah. so much, as I always do, but like really much better. And like, I feel like we figured a lot out together. Yeah, really there's great. a lot of vulnerability. And there's also a lot of like real relationship moments. Yeah, there were this. a few un, un, unintended sassings <laughs> that I we both saw going a different way. I yeah, kind of yeah. hurt your feelings. You sort of hurt my feelings. So we're, we're, we're even, we're, we're a real even. tit for tat relationship as yeah. you all know. Absolutely. Always keeping tabs on who's ahead. Mm-hmm. JK, JK Simmons, JK, JK Rowling, Rowling. Um, JK, just kidding. <laughs> Jessica Kirsten. Ah. Um, okay. So, uh, Pete I'm going to be in Toronto. I don't know how Toronto's selling. I haven't looked, but come on, Toronto. Come on. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's going badly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's filling up fast. Let's say that. Who people like when you say that? Filling up it's fast. It's filling up fast. It's like when you're on Expedia or something and you're in. Oh, like, yeah. And it goes, you have 30. We're only going to hold these seats for 30 seconds. Or it's like there are 90 other people looking at this exact flight. Yeah. How <laughs> many of them work at Expedia? Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Toronto, New Jersey, Atlantic City, New Jersey, and then Boston. And Boston is filling up. It's almost 70% sold, which I'm super excited about. But let's fill up that last 30. And we're going to be adding new dates. North Carolina, Chicago, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco. I think that's it. Yeah. Come out. Come one, come all. And if you like this show, consider trying a Pete's Pick. We'll be back in like two minutes. Just try some of the products that I love and swear by, like Magic Mind. I absolutely am so into Magic Mind. It's not an energy drink. I don't mess with energy drinks. I don't do great with high levels of caffeine. Magic Mind only has about 35 milligrams of caffeine in it. It's like having a green tea or something like that. Pretty mild on the caffeine level. has adaptogens which are naturally occurring compounds that help round out the edges of stress. So this is something you take with your coffee, if you're drinking coffee in the morning, and it's gonna round out and smooth out that that jolt you get from caffeine and make it more productive, more sustainable, dialed in. This isn't something that gets you jacked up, it makes you dialed in. It's a little shot, like I say this in the episode, I always feel like the witcher when I'm drinking a little elixir, because that's what it is. It's a magical elixir that makes you focus better on your work, be more creative and drink less 
coffee, which is great for a lot of reasons. Your sleep, your health, lots of stuff. I'm just going to say generally your health. It's got a mix of 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, nootropics that help you focus and adaptogens that help you fight off stress can be taken for a daily. I take it sometimes twice daily, to be honest, for a sharper mind, steady energy, immune support, and less stress. You get 30% more done on average, five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. And I can attest to that. I sometimes have it around 10 a.m. It's still in my system several hours later, and it's not a jacked up feeling. It's just a, your brain has what it needs, energy-wise, focus-wise. It's truly incredible. It's changed my life. Magic Mind is the daily morning drink for creators, entrepreneurs, and freelancers. Athletes have Gatorade. Now creators have Creatorade. Don't expect wired. Expect dialed in. Helps fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and some ADD symptoms, getting you into that sweet, sweet flow state. After three to seven days of continuous use, gets easier to get into that flow state. Easier, the more you use it, the better it works. It is a creator's best friend. You will fall in love with this as I have. I promise it is incredible. And I actually have a special offer for listeners, for weirdos from our friends at Magic Mind. All you have to do is go to www.magicmind.co slash weird and use our discount code at checkout weird to get a limited 20% off your first order. That's magicmind.co slash weird. Use promo code weird to get a limited 20% off your first order and try the world's first productivity drink. Honestly, a super secret weapon in my creative life. Speaking of secret weapons, this right here that you're seeing me wear, if you're watching the video version, this is my Apollo Neuro. If you guys listen to the show, you guys know I swear by this. Val swears by this. And there's no product, maybe Magic Mind, it's tied for first, that I tell people about just in regular life. They see it, I tell them about it. Deliver, delivers gentle, almost subperceptual vibrations directly into your nervous system because that is the language that your nervous system speaks. Touch. This is basically like a wearable hug that helps you fight stress and recover from stress. Can help you relax, focus, and be more productive. A wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. I actually left uh, the house, <laughs> this was two mornings ago, got quite a ways from the house, realized I forgot my Apollo, turned around and came back and got it. That's how important it is. And last night I did sets, uh, stand up. And I, as I was tr falling asleep, it was hard for me to fall asleep. I realized I didn't, my Apollo had run out of battery. I charged it, wait 10 minutes, put it back on. That's how much I rely on it to lull me into sleep. If all it did was help me fall asleep, I would still be singing its praises. But it also helps me wake up. It helps me ease into social situations that would have otherwise made me anxious. It helps me be clear and focused when I'm working. It helps me recover from a workout or from a stressful conversation with my parents. It helps me meditate. There's a meditation and mindfulness setting. Sometimes I use it when I'm not meditating just to kind of feel a little bit more zen. But when I use it when I'm meditating, I go so much deeper, so much more easily. And at night I put it on relax and unwind when we're watching TV. Before I know it, I'm starting to nod off, get in bed, put it on sleep and renew. And if I get up in the middle of the night, hit these two buttons, reruns the program and helps lull me back to sleep. It is 
actually training your nervous system to cope with stress better over time. The more you use it, the better it works. And it's not, I always say this, it's not woo-woo. They don't sell these in crystal shops. This is science. It's specifically neuroscience. It was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. And Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. And you can try it. 10% off by going to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash weird for 10% off and to show your support of this show. All right. Yeah. Try a pizza pack. Hope to see you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Those pizza packs. Oh, oh, <laughs> hope to see you out on the road. Uh, go to PeteHolmes.com for tickets. And in the meantime, enjoy. We made it weird. Number one oh. Six? Six, we think. We think it's 106. You tell us. In the and, comments, which there's nowhere to write a comment. And we wouldn't read them if you could. Um, <laughs> get into it. Lucky. <laughs> Lucky. That's really good. Yeah. I, I thought can, it was, I, that's why I hit record, you, Valerie, you so did? I could get my Napoleon Dynamite. Oh my God, I didn't know we were recording. On okay, the well. Episode. Lucky. I can do. Oh, Lucky. I use that's so it's good. It's really good. That's so that good. That was really good. I used <laughs> I hate to, to agree with you, but it it it, it, some, it, it just it, is it, it, good. It was good. It um, won't be good later. I now the pressure's on, but I used to be able to do a really great Kip impression. Oh, see. Kip. Who's Kip? Kip is the brother. Oh right. Um she's got Sandy blonde hair. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty good looking face. <laughs> you're, you're just jealously fit online all day looking at babes. I think that's a website. I think you can. I love when certain lines, you find out certain lines, certain lines yeah. from movies that you're obsessed with, like you're just jealous I've been online all day chatting with babes. Yeah. Are also the obsession of others. Well, uh, that's that was that the sensation of that movie. I'm sorry I interrupted. No, only you knew that you inter because my my face. <laughs> but audio, no one knew. Oh, then I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> just keep it rolling. You're just you're Napoleon Lucky. Well, I don't know. Gosh. Uh, flying so high. Tina! Like a guy. <laughs> Tina. Tina. We're just doing Napoleon Dynamite now. We've gone back in time. But that's what I was going to say is, I don't know if it was just my first experience with this, but I think it was kind of like the first experience that we had of that kind of thing <clears throat> of like, not only is this weird movie speaking to other people, but the same exact like kind of random lines are it's like what reddit is all about now i feel like Does i that think make it's sense? the internet it's like like intense specificity yeah it's like gifs it's like yeah, what GIFs. we love meme about culture yeah memes and gifs where we're like and we were just getting into that like like ermagard gersperms <laughs> Was just starting to come out. Such a good one. And we were me. like, I just remember the feeling of being like, wait, like other people think that these things that are very weird that I almost feel embarrassed that I think is funny. Yep. 
they this also is, think it's funny. I was just talking to Jay Larson about this. Obviously, you know that I think it's interesting that like growing up in comedy, like coming up in com- growing up in comedy, coming up in comedy, it you were an anomaly if you were like kind of clean or sweet. And mm-hmm. I'm like the whole world went Fallon, and that's why I know there's still yeah. your rough and tumblers, but like yeah, it's really absurd. Everybody was looking at us like I remember. I won't name the comedian, but I had a cl- name the comedian. <laughs> It does. It's not even that bad. It, it was a very funny guy named John Roy. It's not bad. Oh yeah, I know John. John's great. He's lovely. Come on, that's my John Roy impression. Come on, you know there's no such thing as an enchurito. Um, that's my John Roy impression. Um, is that one of his bits? Yeah, that's great. He goes, nothing makes me more sad when you see actual Mexican people eating a Taco Bell. <laughs> Come on, you know there's no such thing as an enchurito. <laughs> It's <laughs> great. I it's love a great it. Bit. John <laughs> Roy. Inchirito. Go see him. Go see John Roy. <laughs> yeah. Now John Roy was not wrong, and this wasn't John's opinion. Mm-hmm. Do your peas off opinion. opinion. <laughs> it's not John's opinion. He was representing the attitude of comedy at the time. Yes. Where were we? What year was it? I bet it was 2003. I bet I was at the, I know I was. <laughs> You're the, fading <laughs> out the accent. <laughs> Actually, excuse me, <clears throat> if I may interrupt my own character. It was at the Comedy Cafe in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, JD's Comedy Cafe. Mm-hmm. Where, no. No, not They cute. were like mobsters. Oh. They put a gun on the table when they paid you. Oh my God. It sounded so cute. It sounds so sweet. JD's JD's Comedy Comedy Cafe. Cafe. And then they're like, welcome to JD's. (laughs) Like shark skin suits, like for real. Wait, they put a gun on the table when they paid you? Yeah. They like opened a safe where there was gun and money and they put the gun on the table as if to be like, don't try anything, carrot top. (laughs) Oh my God. Did you experience that or that was just the lore? When, you know, Val, I'm not going to front, as they say. I'm not, I'm not going to front. Okay. They didn't put the gun on the table when they paid me. Okay. Okay. But I definitely had the feeling of guns. Of a gun. Guns, they had one hidden somewhere. Guns are like citronella candles. You know there's one around. <laughs> <laughs> to oh, my air. God. And there's no bugs either way. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I can't stop doing drugs. I'm telling you, I will shoot a mosquito. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Anyway, I'm at so the far, we've, yes, we've done Napoleon Dynamite and Trump impressions. Gosh. We're we're cutting edge here. We're, we're topical. Edge. We're top. We're topicals. We're tops. <laughs> we're both tops. We're both tops. It doesn't it's, work. Doesn't work. No, it's hard. I have it's... sex with the mattress. Val has sex with the mattress. <laughs> we both go home satisfied. We're both tops. And our mattress is the most satisfying mattress. Oh my god! Temper. Time. It's temper is Vedic. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. It's temper is quite pleasant. Let me tell you. Oh, me. Um, oh, <laughs> shit. Wait, were we rolling on that? <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Okay, we're at the Comedy Cafe. My closer at the time was uh, about being a waiter and someone asks me for a, a green. They asked me for a lemon. But I know they mean lime. They mm-hmm. say, I want a Corona. I want a with a lemon. I say, do you mean a lime? He goes, maybe you've heard this. He goes, whatever. I want the green one. <laughs> I don't know the restaurant lingo. This was my big bit at the time. I, I still think it's funny. It's, it's funny. Great. 
earlier in my set, I had a joke about how I watch movies on TV, even if I own them, because I love the way they edit out the swears. And this is a real one I saw. It was Die Hard. He goes, yippee-ki-yay, melon farmer. Yeah, that's like a famous thing now. It's a fa- Yes. At the time, <laughs> believe it or not, people went to comedy clubs to find out about that. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, Now yeah. it feels like it spreads around. Everybody knows. Yeah, because of Reddit. Because of Reddit. <laughs> I don't really gonna understand it, you're Reddit. You're going to tweet it. It's going to get shared. Mm-hmm. But back when we used to meet by the fire... <laughs> and talk as people do. I uh, so earlier in the set I'd say melon farmer, and then later in the set I would I had this bit where I I used all the restaurant lingo I knew. I was like, I have a dessert dying in the window. I, my two tops just got double sat, so I'm sort of in the weeds. And then and then people would clap. It's so cheap when you put together those Cute. flourishes. Like you memorize something? I don't know. That's I don't know. Nice. And then I go, let me translate, no green lemons, right? Mm-hmm. That's how the joke ends. We don't have any green lemons. And mm. then John Roy, in the back of the club, in between shows, went, no green lemons, asshole. Like, he, that's what he said I should say. Oh. And I'm telling you, I I agree. I, like, he's right. No green lemons doesn't exactly have like a... Pop. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, there's no not enough attitude to it, mm-hmm. and that's why swears are so nice. They inject the joke with so much attitude. I ended up doing no green lemons melon, melon farmer. farmer. So it was Fantastic. a callback, and I still managed to not swear. Right, but I said I don't swear on stage, and then John Roy said, "If you don't want to play the game." Ooh. And again, John, if you hear, I hope you do, because we just talked about how funny you are and told mm-hmm. people to go buy tickets to see you because <laughs> you're hilarious. Um, and again, I don't think it was just his opinion. Mm-hmm. At that time in comedy, it was like, if you don't want to get your hands dirty, what are you doing in the coal mine? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Even though you're Ellen's and you're Jerry's and, you're and, you're, yeah, yeah. and, and Ray. There were these breakout people, mm-hmm. but this was a time then then even the dirty bir- dirty birdies would get pilots. So what was the difference? Then you just clean it up when you were mm-hmm. on network. Yeah. How many people Did you like, cut your nose? Do I have a cut on my nose? Well boy, I hope yeah. Do you not know about this cut on your nose? No, I have a cut. Right here. Boop. <laughs> Ow, that kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah, because there's a cut. <laughs> or no, wait. I were think, you? Is it a smoothie? No, it's not. Wa- no, oh, it, it is washing off. Was it delicious? Although it kind of hurts. Let me, see. Let me see. Is this interesting podcasting? It is to me. Again, I say, Valerie, whenever we throw this podcast on just for fun, which we do. <laughs> which sometimes we, we do. do. Okay. Were we going to say you had a question? Um, how many clean comedians are doing it for actual like beliefs like religious oh or conservative beliefs it's interesting it seems like most of them it's like more of a uh savvy career well, i choice. told you i was with jim gaffigan the weekend he was like i gotta go clean really yeah his first three albums which were like cds that were just burned cds mm-hmm. like that he burned in his apartment and you bought them wow which i had were dirty so there's like dirty Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. And then at the beginning he was dirty. And then he, I, I, I'm telling you that weekend at the Cleveland improv, mm-hmm. he was talking with me about like how he wanted to go clean. And one of the reasons he cited was you could just perform for so many more people. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it just makes way more sense. I don't think he meant just money, but just like to be a standup. 
Yeah. You can perform, and he did for the Pope, mm-hmm. or you can perform at Disneyland or whatever you want to do yeah. if you're clean. And that's true. As somebody, I'm not even clean, but I get a lot of work because I can do a clean hour. So right. he's absolutely right. So, but he wasn't doing it because he thought he was like a bad boy for swearing. Right. Nate Bargatze also, I think, is you know, at least last I talked to him, religious, doesn't want to be a, like a, a dirty birdie. So I think that's a moral choice. Okay. Yeah. And I've, things I've heard about from Seinfeld, it's like a creative choice. Yeah, he like wants he likes to, it's the, the challenge. Challenge. Cause he's the one that said swearing is steroids. Mm. That if, mm-hmm. cause the, the story he tells is he talks about how no one helps Superman mm. and he goes like, Superman's always trying to stop a boulder from rolling into the Capitol and there's a there's a laser beam pointed at his family, and then he goes, and Jimmy and Lois are off in some fucking cave somewhere. <laughs> and he said he stopped. He didn't say fucking one night. He goes, and Jimmy and Lois are off in some cave somewhere, and it didn't work. And he was like, well, then I don't want it. Wow. He's like, if you have to swear to make it funny, I don't want it. Cut to me. I'm like, baby, I'll take pork. I'll take ham. I'll take I'll take prosciutto. Any way you slice it. It's hard to kill a pig. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of how I would feel. I don't know. There are people who really get a lot of self-worth and um, value out of like doing things the hardest way possible. Yeah, not me. I'm not at all one of those people. I have friends that are that way too, where it's like, we can afford to take an Uber to to the airport. And they're like... Yeah, but we should probably take the bus and then the train and then a bus and then another car. And you're like, but it's not that. And we'll hitch. The the last half mile we'll hitch. (laughs) Yeah. But we're going to miss our flight. We'll leave at 2 a.m. Yeah. It'll save us $10 maybe to even do that. And it isn't a money choice. No. It is like. It's a value. It's a value. It's like, what, what am I? I can't handle it. Tom Papa was just telling me that that Paula Poundstone, so we were at dinner. Tom Papa and I are at dinner. This is that show I did in Vegas. That again, it wasn't a horrible show, but it didn't go Petey's way. Yeah. Old Petey did a little sweating that night. Mm-hmm. And before that show, Tom Papa and I had a lovely dinner. Mm-hmm. It's Vegas. You go into a fancy place. Scallops are on the menu. That's all you need to know. I love it. I love a place where scallops are on the menu. There's I'm not going to order them, <laughs> but I want to just know. Could I have uh, six circular artist erasers, lightly <laughs> I, seared with I, butter sauce? Scallops are, and this, I actually I feel scallops. this way. I love scallops too. Oh, you do? Oh, I really do. I know. You often get them. And I cook them every Christmas for the last, I cook like, them every Christmas. <laughs> it's like theater warm-ups. I cook scallops, scallops, scallops. I cook them every Christmas. I cook them every Christmas. Who wants scallops? Ho, ho, ho. Scallops, scallops. Here come we go. I cook them every Christmas. I cook them every Christmas. (laughs) You're laughing and keeping the beat. That was great. Oh, my God. I cook them every Christmas. I mean, like, (laughs) you know that we have this... Forget scallops. It's not that interesting. They're delicious, Trust. but sometimes when I'm eating them, there's a squish. All of a sudden, I'll be instantly. I'll go from loving them to being kind of be grossed out. They got to be hot. They got to be really hot. And you know what loses heat faster than a scallop? Polly Shore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Polly's great. I met him. I talked I, about it. I know. I, I'm just saying in Hollywood they use the phrase loses heat. It means oh. they don't they don't they don't want you anymore. Polly, Polly, oh. don't if you and John Roy are listening to this on a pressed vinyl and it's Christmas, Val is behind you and she has scallops. We love Polly Shore. I just wanted I am to make not, the joke. I am certain that Polly Shore will never listen to this podcast. I'm gonna go ahead and say even if he did, he'd be like, there's a, there's a butterfly. I can't do him. Can yeah. you do him? There's a butterfly no. in here and he would miss I it. I can only say, we send the jet. We send the jet. Now I'm listening to a podcast. And it's a bit You made it. People get it wrong all the time. I was on a call today and they were like, you know, I love you make it weird. Oh, wow. Come on. That's so funny. You know, sometimes when people say you made it weird... I forget that it's not called We Made It Weird. Well, yeah, <laughs> to you it would be. Absolutely. You know what? You know what question narcissists never ask? Am I? That's Am so I true. It's like when I was in Gordon College. Boom. Uh, they <laughs> say the only, I know, <laughs> the only unforgivable sin is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. There's different interpretations. And then this professor, Professor Barkley, he said something that I still love. He goes, if you think you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you didn't. Like, if you're wow. worried you did, you didn't. Wow. That's not You've how it works. You've told me that, that good? in, like, really great moments. I wish I could think of any of them now, but... Where you were worried you blasphemed the Holy Spirit? <laughs> yeah, where I was like, oh... Did I? <laughs> did I just do... Did I do that? Did I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jaleel White at the Pearly Gates. You said fuck 800,000 times. <laughs> did I do that? Get in there, Urkel! We Get love Urkel! Um, I One. remember that there were like, there have been times where you say to me so beautifully, I think it's the kind of thing that if you're worried that you're doing it, you're, you're not, not doing yeah. it. Like, if you're worried so you're a bad things. mom. Yeah, exactly. I mean, unless. Unless you are. It's pretty obvious you are. <laughs> yeah. Then I cook them every Christmas. I cook them every Christmas. What were we saying, though? I don't care about comedy anymore. I don't want to talk about comedy anymore. Okay. Oh, doing things the hard way. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I am? I'm not a look at me. I did it the hard way. Some people that are like, I typed up, and honestly, it's other Enneagram theories. I typed up an itinerary. Everyone, you'll find them in your welcome packets. Like for mm-hmm. like a casual weekend with friends. They're mm-hmm. like, the fridge is pre-stocked with everything everybody wants. That's not me. I'm more... I want to be loved and appreciated for being a magic boy where it's like, not, oh my God, you did this the hardest way possible. Mm -hmm. But how many times do I talk about it that I write scripts in two, three days? Like that's Mm -hmm. my shit. I want to be a leprechaun. Yeah. I want to be like, you think that's hard? And -hmm. I'm working with somebody currently on a new idea and they're not effusive and they don't give me compliments and all this stuff. And then they'll go like, see if you can... Get me something like this and I'll do it that day because I want to oh. be like, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yeah, you are like you that. Suck. <laughs> you suck. You don't have to. You, you can, you suck, a, I didn't, I didn't, you suck a melon. <laughs> <laughs> you saw me wanting to, I wasn't even going to say you suck a D. I just didn't mean to say you suck. <laughs> And it came out. I'm being real. If I'm real anywhere, it's fucking here. Yeah. And it's with in you, right? Yeah. I didn't mean to say you suck. And oh then gosh. it really sounded like I stopped my throat from sharing a truck and truck. Okay. I watched, <laughs> as you know, and you haven't seen it yet, but you're going to watch it. And I want to be there when Kate you watch Berlant. it. I watched Kate Berlant's special. God. 
I love her so much. She's incredible. I love her and Jenny Slate so much for like, even though they're different, I love them for really similar reasons. And it's that they make facial expressions. They carry their bodies in like very embodied aware way. They, they do things that are so uniquely them. Like Unique. it really isn't anybody else. Oh yeah. And, and I, they manage to keep the flame like an, in, not, when I say innocent, I don't mean like unrefined. It's super refined and it's yeah. super professionally done. I mean like this business <laughs> will steam clean you a little yeah. bit and it'll like, you don't want to play the game. There's so many games that you're being asked to play. Mm-hmm. And when you watch Caperland or you watch Jenny Slate and you go, they kept the flame. Yeah. It, my candle, I don't want to think it went out, but it's sizzled in mm-hmm. the rain a few mm-hmm. times. Cause it's like, Oh, I think I'm supposed to do this and be like this. Yeah. They opted out. They, they didn't work the clubs and they, you know, they yes. didn't become so utilitarian that they lost their voice. They kept it burning bright and secret. Yeah. And every time I drew, drove by this theater in LA, I would see Kate's name on it. She was there like every weekend. Mm-hmm. That's a new way of doing things. It yeah. wasn't, I'm going to tour the Midwest and the South and, and the East coast. And then I'll go upper Northwest and end in LA. That's not what they did. Yeah. Just a residency. In a small theater that you could sell out every weekend, like mm-hmm. like easy to sell, small. That's not the point. You're not trying to just make a living. You're trying to craft your well, candle. That's it. I actually thought of that too with Kate it's special. I was like, she is so exactly what the New York alt comedy scene is to me. Mm. I don't know if that's right. I'm not an expert on this, but like... To me, I, if I was trying to explain to somebody or just in general what alt comedy is, I would like her name would be up in, it would be in on the my Mount, lips in the Mount Rushmore of alt comedy. And which she's, is funny because to me, alt comedy it's something else. I don't mean really, to it's like no, Kate has and Jenny too. It's hard to say, I don't mean to split hairs. I'm just like alt comedy to me. Uh, Eugene Merman and David Cross and Janine Garofalo. Mm. I almost feel like Kate Berlant and Jenny Slate are like post-alt. Okay, maybe that's true because the that is a different generation. I think of like la- laundry mats in like Williamsburg sure. kind of 2015. Yep. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, sure. Anyway, forget that. But Forget it. Forget everything I just said. Um, but what I was going to say is that like she is they're both getting incredible and have had incredible success. And they've like, just to your point, they've stayed exactly themselves. It's hugely inspiring. I feel, and and boom, Burnham Bo is like that. too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel like with them though, and there is definitely a, something about the, like the female, like their feminine, way of expressing and being expressive and like there there's an adorableness there Mm. and i think it could be traced back to my love of phoebe and friends and lisa kudrow this comes up most episodes no it doesn't this is your cold plunge no it doesn't it does I talk about this most episodes that beautiful bean footage please roll Roll it roll it roll it (laughs) Roll the super. I'm just kidding. I have brought up that that Lisa Kudrow helped like that. I'm not trying to shame you. My love for her has 
informed how I choose friends. Yes. Okay. So I guess that's some, but I feel like I've only brought that up like once. I hate that you're embarrassed right now. <laughs> I am embarrassed. Here, I'm going to be you and you say, this is your cold plunge. And I, I want to show you what I wished you had done, what okay. I, what I was going for. Okay. okay. It's a role play. It's a, it's a role play. Okay. When I watch like Jenny Slade and Kate Berland, I really feel like it's Ugh, this comes up most episodes. <laughs> this is your cold plunge, babe. <laughs> Is this what you were going for? I can't. I honestly can't believe I didn't see it coming. I really, as someone who spent so much of his junior high feeling unsafe and trying, no, 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 I feel, I feel great right now, but trained to see all the angles and see the traps. I really thought... I was going to make you feel better by doing. I wish what, I had. No, I'm. Are you jesting me, sir? Because that was tremendous. I wasn't. I wanted you to be like. I know it's a big deal to me. I love Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. So sorry, but I'm not sorry because that was a nice little moment. Well, all I was going to say was that there's a like nuance like i just feel like i'm picking up on when i was watching kate's special kate berland special <laughs> i use her full name i feel like i'm picking up on like every s- slight subtle facial slight subtle facial, facial expression. i cook them every christmas slight subtle facial expressions <laughs> um and I think I got that from Lisa. Okay, now it's not even like a good enough point. And I, and I already... <laughs> that tree is far away. <laughs> that tree is far away. Can we talk? I love that point, And I hate... <laughs> I hate that there's audio. Just, just out there. Of me making you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean... I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> Woo. I am for real. <laughs> I never meant to make you cry. <coughs> I didn't cry. I never liked that song. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if... I know I know that song, but I can't like place it. Really? Well, I don't think it goes, I never made to make you cry. It does. Cry. It goes, I never meant to make your mother cry. I apologize a million times. Maybe. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> Who is what is this? Outcast. Huh. Interesting. B-side outcast. <laughs> it's not. There is no bigger hit than Sorry Miss Jackson. I know nothing. Well, how about something called Hey Ya? Isn't Hey Ya Black Eyed Peas? Oh, I always get those mixed up. Oh my god. What was there? What was out what was another outcast song? That's like That's a great question. <laughs> We're terrible. No, what's the who who won who does the who won who won who won the that's what Leela says. I can't or um how will she how does she put it? She says do's it instead of does it. Do's it? It's like who do's that? Um mm. so who won do's the one that's like tonight. No, that's hey yeah. Tonight tonight. That's let's get it. Let's get let's get it started. started. That's, That's also the black, the black eyed, eyed peas. Hey, yeah, I think is outcast. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, Miss Jackson. <laughs> it's, it's so um, dumb. I'm sure 
some audiophile weirdo was sitting in his like a brown leather chair where he listens to his records or she mm-hmm. was screaming at their radio. Yeah. That was playing music while they listened to this <laughs> podcast. And it wasn't related to us. It was a football game on the radio and their team was losing. Oh and- my God. <laughs> You are Harvard Divinity School. Thank you. Um, look, we're at the 30 men. We're going to do the mid-rolls, but here's what's going to happen. What? When we come back. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We haven't told the story. Of what? Of my parents. Oh, boy. And the, 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 oh, God, I don't even know how to tease this story. But guys, suffice it to say <laughs> just in case you didn't know it's suffice, suffice it. it to say <laughs> sufficive for all intents and purposes yeah intensive Su- purposes intensive person my and parents also, mm, suffice i have mm, okay go ahead suffice it i have a crazy story it's val is going to shine and shimmer but really mm-hmm. dealing with what we often talk about in the second half of this podcast, overwhelming feelings, mm-hmm. huge floodings of paralyzing emotion, mm-hmm. and a smidge of nudity. <laughs> All this when we come back. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Every Plate. Fall is finally here, which means back to routine back to busy schedules, and back to the best time-saving hack for weeknight dinners. I'm talking about every plate. At first, I was skeptical uh, about uh, meal kits, thinking they were overpriced, so expensive. But now with every plate, I'm convinced you can get the same deliciousness at a lower price, a much lower price, in fact. And now the quality of life goes right through the roof. Val and I are cooking together, making these meals together, cooking them for me, for Lee, uh, for her, sitting down like a family, feeling good, and eating delicious, delicious stuff. If you think meal kits are too expensive, think again. Every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping, 25% cheaper, and they make it fun, and they make it easy. So don't turn to takeout when things get hectic. Instead, get every plate delivery. It's 58% cheaper than your average fast casual meal. And you can always feel good about what you're eating. Plus you get in the kitchen, which is so good for your digestion. You, you smell and you see what you're making and that starts the process. And then you feel this great feeling of satisfaction when you're plating it and eating something that you prepared. It's a wonderful way to bond with the family. Family, and it's a wonderful way to make it an event and an activity with no stress and without breaking the bank. Every plate's quality ingredients come pre-portioned to help you save money and honestly reduce food waste. You know, like that big bag of spinach you throw out every week because it starts to turn into liquid. <laughs> they start getting dark, dark green and sticking to the bottom. You know what I'm talking about. So when your weekdays and nights get jam-packed, every plate will help you get delicious meals on the table without breaking the bank. You can skip your, week, your weekly trip to the grocery store as well. So this is win, win, win. I'm actually counting like 12 wins here. So uh, if you get your first box for just $1.49, that's $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code WEIRD149. 
because it's $1.49 per meal, which is crazy. Get started with Every Plate for just $1.49 per meal on your first box by going to everyplate.com and entering code WEIRD149. And that's up to $110 value. That's crazy. Thank you, Every Plate, for your support of this show. This episode is also brought to us by our friends at Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. Always a catch when it comes to mobile service. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, well, what's the catch? But after talking to them and finding out more about their service, it all makes sense since there isn't a catch. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. That means they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet, sweet savings directly to you. I mean, 15 bucks, that's crazy. If you swap, you could be saving, I mean, 67, crazy amounts of bread is what I'm saying. And 15 bucks is incredible. So for anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate, whether you're buying for one or for a family. And at Mint, families start at just two lines. Two lines for a family, that's awesome. And all plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So you can use your own phone with, uh, with any Mint Mobile plan and keep the same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. So if you want to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free and show your support of the show, go to mintmobile.com slash weird. That's mintmobile.com slash weird. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash weird. We're back. I don't... Um, what? I can't believe that we've already been talking for 30 minutes. I feel like we've literally talked about nothing of substance. And now we're getting into the real juice. I agree. And But, you know, time sort of vanishes when you talk about comedy theory with Pete Holmes. <laughs> That's just... <coughs> Can I get a cough button? <coughs> like on Frasier? <laughs> Made famous by Frasier Crane. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So you guys know that my parents were here. Parents were here last week and they left. What you don't, here's what you don't know. We had a really great dinner. Mm -hmm. We had this like really nice dinner that made here at the house. Val got the food, set it all out somehow. And this is nothing new, but like it was just the two of them and they were in a better mood. They were rested. Mm-hmm. We always, usually in the visit, we have one good meal. Mm-hmm. And this was that. Mm-hmm. But we were like laughing and breaking each other's balls and like everything that makes my parents wonderful. Yeah. Their ability to take a joke. Uh, my dad, everybody was in good spirits and we enjoyed the food. And that was rare. And Val was like included and and people were engaging with you and stuff. It was nice. I will say I really did take a lot of pride in that. I chose that food without consulting you, really. I mean, I was like, I already have this in the cart. I'm going to get this food. My mom actually gave the food shit because you... 
you got a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. And my mom was like, it's ridiculous. Rotisserie chicken. I used to roast whole chickens for you boys. A rotisserie chicken, it's two bites and then it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And there was plenty of chicken There's to spare. Plenty of chicken to spare. Spare chicken. And just like delicious sides and bread and and like it just they're not an easy group to no. please with food especially you nailed it and it was very satisfying that it I deserved nailed it. a special mention that you nailed the food <laughs> thank you and it was there before they got too hungry blah 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 so the point is we had a good meal and i like took pictures like i was like i want to remember this good meal that we had mm-hmm then, without getting into too much detail, the next day was Leela's birthday. And just like, you know, my parents can be a little inconsistent. So can I, to be honest. Sorry. Yes. We we were talking about how, like, so many things I do are to snap out of it. Yeah. And it's because I find my own personality to be so inconsistent. Mm. And this is why I'm so interested in personality modifications, mood modifications. I mean, when you listen to the Pete's picks, like four out of five of them, I'm saying this turns my mood around. Mm. This turns my day around. Mm -hmm. This can rescue me when I'm in a fog. I mean, and they're all real things. The Apollo, Magic Mind, Cold Plunge, Alpha Brain, Saunaing. When we talk about exercise, it's always first and foremost from like mental reasons, like snap the fuck out of it. Yeah. And I'm not putting my parents down. That could be true. But they <laughs> have, from what I can tell, zero coping strategies. Zero resources. Your boy, Petey, has 300 coping strategies. PYM chews. By the way, I was full of PYM chews. Yeah. Next Evo, which is a CBD company that's going to sponsor the pod in next week or the week after... They sent me some adaptogenic CBD, meaning it had adaptogens mm. and CBD, honking it down, <laughs> honking it down. Made a huge difference. Mm. Everything you've ever heard me talk about on this podcast to turn around my day is probably because of trying to cope with feelings mm. that I either get from my parents or inherited from my parents. Sorry, can mm-hmm. I move this? Yeah. Thank you. Your foot. Um, so anyway, I, I'm not even making fun of them. That that's a huge difference between me and my parents. They get in a bad mood or a stuck mood or a bored mood. They're just gone. Mm-hmm. And I know I can be that way too. Your mom said something that really stuck, stood out to me. They were like, there's sometimes we hang out and Pete's here. And there's sometimes we hang out and Pete's not here. And I, and I felt kind of exposed when she said that. I was like, she fuck. said that? I thought I did a better job. Mm. But she means, especially with them, I don't feel the need to perform with them. But mm-hmm. sometimes when we're all having oh, dinner, yeah. I'm really there. I'm animated. I have things to say. And most of the time, I'd rather just sit back. Yeah. So anyway, at Leela's birthday party, they they were just sort of not in their best way. They didn't feel super social, it didn't seem. Mm-hmm. So they just were incredibly bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> More mm-hmm. my dad than my mom. Mm-hmm. So he was just sort of sitting there. Uh, again, I'm not, I, it sounded mad. I guess I am a little disappointed, but it, like wanting to watch a football game. I'm like, dad, we don't have cable and talking about how boring the party. Is. Yeah. And <laughs> like, said, said like when we did the cake, 4,000 miles for a lousy piece of cake. He did not. <laughs> yeah. To my dad. 4,000 miles. Also, it was a fantastic cake. It, it was, was a delicious. fantastic cake. I'm still, it was um, strawberries and cream cake. It, it was, was a so dope good. ass cake. Yeah. 
But it was um, one of those parties that you did have to make effort. It wasn't, there wasn't a show. I was saying like my dad and my mom would be thrilled if Leela somehow was two years older, had a little troupe with her, like an actor's troupe, yeah. put up a stage and did a play called Why I Love My Granny and Grumpy. That would have delivered. Yes. But also, <laughs> I there's a whole other way of interpreting your, especially your dad's mood that day. And I mean, I don't want to over. No, I, I think they had argued that morning. They got. They, they argued. I picked they, them up. They were in sour moods, and I even was like, "It's Leela's party. Let's let's just drop it." Well, that's what I. That's how I interpret it. I trust your interpretation better because you've honed <laughs> interpreting this specific person's mood. You think, and your mom thought that because I told my parents. This day isn't about you. It's about Leela. Let's just drop that. Yeah. You, you um, said, I don't want to hear I don't complaining. Hear I don't. Yeah. I'm sure you had a, a terrible fight, but this is Leela's day. Let's just drop it. Yeah. I disagree. You and your mom, both nines on the Enneagram, think that no one could hear criticism that blunt and not <laughs> harbor it. Yeah. But I didn't see them harboring it. I saw them trying to move on. I saw your mom trying to move on like instantly in a great yeah. way. But your dad was then silent for like a full hour. It's possible. And then said, I think at some point to my, one of my parents, like, I'm not allowed to talk. <laughs> this is what your mom said. Yes. But, but he didn't say that. He said, I can't say anything without getting in trouble. Okay. And yeah. he, that, he was like, I that's speak, the, of all. it's like someone that speaks the 17 layers of three dimensional chess yeah. Sanskrit language. Sure. I'm not allowed to talk would be me. Mm-hmm. I can't say anything without getting in trouble means no matter what I say, my, my wife gives me a hard time. Yeah. That's, I get that's, that. I, I, you're the expert a hundred percent, but I'm also this. not, I think this we're uncovering something about childhood pain bodies and mm. childhood wounds is we think we're experts. So maybe mm. we're wrong. I'm also not super comfortable with the fact that maybe I was the one that ruined Leela's birthday party by oh. trying to save it. Oh no, no, no. Well, but that I, is what you and your mom both were saying. It's like, I think it's cause you told them to no. not have a fight in front of everybody. Oh, and it was no. like, yeah, I guess I should have let them have a fight in front of everybody. Oh, I'm sorry. That but that's... how else could I take it? I, 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 I I'll just tell you how I meant it. Yeah. I this meant is your it. cold plunge. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% think you did the absolute there was no choice. right thing. And like an admirable thing. You're constantly an example to me about how to have like healthy masculine energy and set boundaries. It would have been a hundred percent worse if you didn't set that boundary. I think I was just like, uh, apart from that being like, this is kind of how, how dads can be where they pout a little bit and it didn't ruin the party that he was silent or pouting. You're actually helping me. We will never know we'll why never he know. was pouting, but he was a little bit more in like a, I'm not being appreciated place. And yeah. as such, he sort of sat around and complained that the party was boring. And also, and that <laughs> and is. And that he flew to California for a cake. And yes. And also, <laughs> and also I do, I understand that feeling. And I, and I even wish that I had, um, anticipated that that of course is how you're you're taking it but it really didn't even occur to me because even if all of that is true and he pouted because of something you said 
that still is not on you. He's a grown man and he needs to learn to have a better reaction to please stop ruining a child's birthday party. Like to or please don't ruin Please a don't ruin a child's yeah, we'll birthday party. We'll never know. I mean the headline on that is we'll really really we'll never really know. never know. But the the fact remains it wasn't great for them. And other people were noticing that mm-hmm. there was like a there was a darkness there and an un- a discomfort there. Yeah. And it was fine. And I think they might have been uncomfortable too. I, I can't call it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't my favorite. And then and then the next day they were leaving, right? Um, yes. Yeah. By that point, by the way, too, regardless of whether it was me or, or something else that they were bringing in with them, we always make it three days. And by make it, I mean like barely. Yeah. I mean like we're so... Like I'm getting snippy mm-hmm. and what I'm about to tell you guys, it, like literally just remembering it is tr- mm. like traumatic mm. for me, lowercase t traumatic for me. It could be uppercase t traumatic for you. I think that's I what we're finding. I just don't want to uh, overstep my trauma bounds. <laughs> well. But um, it starts like this. They're leaving the birthday party. I'm like, okay, your flight is at noon. We need to leave at 10. I will pick you up at 930 because you guys are slow AF. I got to help you with your bags. It's my pleasure. Let's make sure everything's nice and easy. 930. Uh, Because your flight leaves at 12. Later, the next morning, we're up at like 730 or something. My dad texts me. This is all he texts me. Uh, American Airlines confirming your flight departs at 12 p.m. from this airport departing to this airport. Mm-hmm. Just a, he copies and pastes a text he got from American Airlines, mm-hmm. and then he writes under it. This is all he writes: ten thirty? Question mark. Of course, I'm just flooded with way too much of a response to that. Mm-hmm. By the way, everybody knows they're not checking their texts. I can't call them. My mom left her phone. There's no way to reach them. So he just says ten thirty, and I write nine thirty. Dad, I'll see you at nine thirty. Then I wait a while. Dad, please respond. Because at this point, it's like nine. It, he Dad. did. He texted at nine fifteen. Yeah, ten thirty. We were about. You were about like, to Dad, get in the car. Please respond. Let me know that you're going to be there at nine thirty. Mm. No reply. No reply. No reply. I just go. My mom luckily calls me. They can call me. I can't call them. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yep. some weird mm-hmm. <laughs> symbol? Uh-huh. She calls. She just sounds like in a way. Poor, poor, poor everybody in this story, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, Mom, your flight leaves at 12. And she goes, Peter, your father said the flight was delayed. Mm. And I was like, delayed? You sent me a text. That's, and I checked the status. It leaves at noon. Mm-hmm. She said, he got a text that said it was delayed. Mm. Guys, I still don't know. This is my theory. Mm-hmm. It's like we have to be detectives. <laughs> the word depart and the word delay look awfully similar. Yeah. And that is he, my only guess. I think he saw the text that says your flight departs at noon. And, saw and then he delayed. saw the pre the, he saw that word as delayed. And then he saw the previous text. Which was from a week earlier. From the flight here that said that the flight was at ten forty five. Or so later he thought it was delayed until from ten forty five to noon. 
Like it was moved oh, from yeah, 10.45 to Oh, yeah, that's very good. Now. now you're in the Holmes family. <laughs> like you're doing some real good detective work. But but he didn't even say, our flight is delayed. Please see this text I just got. He just yeah. texts the text. And the yep. text doesn't say delayed. It just departs at noon. And I'm right. like, I already knew that. Yeah. Now why are you saying 10.30? We won't make it. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the airport's an hour, an hour away. away. You won't make it if we leave at 10.30. And you can imagine, I'm in a pretty big rush to get them on the plane. <laughs> Uh, and, and honestly, they're in a rush to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. Everybody let's go. It's okay. It just is what it is. It's time to go. Yeah. So my mom calls, she's in a panic. I'm like, but this is when I, when I was noticing I'm snippy, I'm like, she's like, I want to show you the text. I'm like, it doesn't matter what the text says. I checked the flight status. It's on time. And Mm -hmm. finally, but that's snippy. Finally, I look at the thing. It says, I'm like, maybe he thought depart was delay. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, it must be so confusing. Phones and flights. And I actually felt bad. I was like, okay, but it's not delayed. It's departing. Delay, depart. Yeah. (laughs) Dad gets in the car. Oh, you came with me because I was like, I can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. Right at the text 10, 15 question mark. I was like, Val... I'm, I'm calling it in. Mm-hmm. I can't do this alone. Yeah, which was very good self-care on your part. But it was also wonderful that you were available to come with me. You started to be like, well, I guess I can. And then you went, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> you, yeah. you like started to think it through. Yeah. And I was like in full fight, flight, freeze. I was frozen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need you to come. Mm-hmm. Then they get in the car. I'm pretty excited about this. We leave. My dad forgot something in the room his very expensive hearing aid. We have to go back. Mm -hmm. It's just tense. Yeah. We drive to the airport. It's actually a nice drive. Home style, lots of panic, then a a pleasant, surprisingly pleasant drive. Yeah. Everybody was really trying. Everyone was really trying. And I know I'm teasing, but I also want to give credit. Yeah. They were trying. Everybody knew this is the last time together. Yes. It's all tense. Can we just really try to have a nice... Make the best of it. Hour. Not even make the best of it. Let's just enjoy it. Let's just talk. Talk about what was nice about the trip. We made it. We made it to the airport. Yeah. Now, I am ecstatic. Ecstatic? Ecstatic. They get out. There's lovely hugs, kisses, goodbyes. Mm -hmm. They have all their bags. They're on their way to the gate. We get in the car. Uh, Understatement. The drive home feels spacious. Yeah. (laughs) We play Blur. Song number two. Song number two. Woo-hoo. And dance. It and feels it's great. fantastic. Just feels nice Huge to relief. know they're taken care of. They're heading back to where they make sense, where they thrive, where they're supported, where mm-hmm. their food is, where their TV is, where all their stuff is. Because so many of the visits to the house, they would come, it would be like one, two o'clock in the afternoon, and they hadn't eaten. Mm-hmm. Like when you put them in a nice hotel, you, I said this to a friend this morning, I was like, I can't believe they never ate because they get in terrible moods when they don't eat. Mm. Terrible. Like reverse gremlins. You have to feed them after midnight. (laughs) They never ate. There's a certain kind of, I don't know what it is, but blinders. Mm -hmm. You have to be comfortable to realize that you're in a resort where anywhere you're sitting, they serve food. Yeah. Like literally in this hotel, you could put a blanket on the grass Someone will come up and ask you if you need anything. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah. And still somehow they'd come at two and they'd be like, Peter, your mother's got to eat. She's in a terrible mood. <laughs> and every day I'd be like, dad, please. There's three rest. There's four restaurants at that hotel. I know. Eat at one of them. Yeah. Please. And he goes, okay, I will. Next day gets out of the car. First thing he says, she hasn't eaten. I'm like, 
I literally said to my dad, like a meme, I go, you had one job. (laughs) Just feed her. Everybody's so much better when they've eaten. Anyway, we're driving home. And then Val had this idea to get a room at at the hotel that they had been staying in. Because that's like the nice no, hotel I, in town. I don't know. I don't know why it seemed like I was putting it down. No, you I... You had a great idea. Yeah. Your parents were still here. They could watch Lee with one night. We both hadn't slept a full night in a long time. Yeah. And I carry a lot of child self-tension when my parents are around. Yeah. Not just because I'm, you know, so particular and they make me feel all these things. Also, just because I want them to have a good time. I'm trying to make it go smoothly. Mm-hmm. Listen to last week's episode for more examples of this. The car <laughs> service, none of it worked, but I'm trying and that's mm-hmm. exhausting. And Leela's getting up two, three times a night these past nights. You go, let's get a room at the inn. We'll have one night just for the bed, just yeah. for the bed and we'll have dinner. Yeah. Just sleep. Just eight hours. Nothing even fancy. Just can we get... Eight hours in a bed. Of uninterrupted sleep. And that's what we were doing. Okay, so we're going to book the same hotel they were just at. They're there. We're going home. We grab our stuff. We go to the inn where we've been picking them up all week. Except now we're checking in. Yeah. I'm talking to everybody. I'm like, hey, I know my parents are gone. They were pretty nuts, huh? And they're like, ah, yeah. They're not allowed to say yeah, but they're like, you can see on their face. <laughs> that could be true. Yeah. We get a room, just a basic room. We are so excited to sleep. We take a little nap. It was the best kind of nap too, because the, the like welcome to the hotel thing was still playing on the TV. And it, so it's like in a thousand years, there's never been more prestigious, whatever. And it was just playing over and over about the the hotel you're on mesmerizing hypnotic footage of the hotel and just happy people and, and, and it's it, at such a soft for volume. Of years, this valley has been known for its healing properties. Yes. And all this sort of stuff. And it was so low. And it was so quiet and low. And, and we, we didn't even plan the nap. Planning on a nap. It's like, you know, you just plop on a bed the first time you get into a hotel it's room. Tired. And then we're like kind of talking and, we're, and then we're and just the kind of not talking. For thousands of years. This <laughs> so, I, that nap was the highlight of my. And it was like two month. hours. And we slept for like two hours. I mean, it, and it didn't. And you guys know me, sound sensitive PD didn't matter. Yeah. Apple menu shut down. I went gone. Yeah. And it yeah, was yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It was the best. Was wake so up. Nice. My parents, I knew we would wake up and my, I would, my parents would be in the sky. Yeah. Check my phone. Five texts from my dad. Flight canceled. For those of you who would like to take a barf break, this barf break is brought to you by magic mind (laughs) i really feel like again guys please know that i know that this story on its surface isn't that bad but when we're dealing if it's hysterical it's historical so we're dealing with a feeling of honestly i call it mojo i've been talking Mm -hmm. about how like when my parents are around i become my child self again Mm -hmm. like i get smaller and a little scareder and just a little less capable Mm -hmm. i did a stand-up show and I just couldn't look at the audience in, in the eye as much. I was looking down more. Mm-hmm. There's just like a, I'm a little boy. A little boys can't do what I need to do. And mm-hmm. it fucks up my mojo. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I made this point last week, but I felt like Superman and Kryptonite. And I was like, Krypton is his home planet. Yeah. It's where his parents are. It's yeah. like Krypton, Kryptonite makes you lose your edge, your powers. Yeah. So I was feeling that way. So it's not, 
It's not just like I can't have another dinner with them. It's like I need to start the rebuilding process. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And recovering and healing. And it is a process. It takes usually about a week. 10 days. Yeah. So my dad isn't just saying the flight is canceled. He's saying, can you book us a flight home? Yeah. So now we're trying to relax. And now I'm like... Am I going to book a, I'm, and guys, I know I'm overreacting, but it's like, I didn't even like that. He was asking me, but then he was like, I'll ask the concierge. These are all texts without replies. Mm -hmm. I'll ask the concierge. Concierge can't do it. Can you help us out? All this sort of stuff. And then he's like, my, there's a voicemail from my mom. Peter, sweetie, our flight is canceled. Can we have dinner? Can I have a breakfast tomorrow? I mean, you know, you haven't even said the hugest punchline of this whole thing. What's that? That the texts were, the flight is canceled. Going back to the inn. Which is an hour away from the airport. The airport's in Santa Barbara. It's an, it's an hour away from the airport, and it's exactly where we are staying. Buddy, I forgot the biggest punchline. <laughs> they said we're coming back to the inn where so, we are staying. So the way that you told me was you're looking at the text. You look like pale, like white. I'm, and as, you, as a sheet. As a sheet, and you go, they're here. And I went, what do you mean they're here? And you're like, they're here. They're at the inn. (laughs) Yeah, they're here. Because it had been like a couple hours before that text. We were going to go on a stroll. We were going to go to dinner. And immediately I go like, I can't, I can't. Like I just, it was too much. It was too much for them too. I I don't mean to keep protecting how I'm telling the story, but we were all of us as a unit Done. It would not have gone well. I'm feeling sick as we're telling the story. It's rough. It was so intense. Well, it we're hasn't coming been that back. long. And you were like, why didn't they stay in Santa Barbara? They could- Why didn't they? <laughs> By the way, your mom looked up the flight and she was like, it had been rescheduled to the next morning. Like when a flight is and canceled, you don't have to book a new flight. No. Do you guys hear the level of insanity? You don't have to book a new flight. They tell you all, when the flight will be. And in this case, it was the next morning. All they had to have done is go to a desk and say, and say our, fight, our flight is canceled. Our flight, our flight, is our canceled. flight will never be canceled. <laughs> Uh, it will remain until even after we're dead. Um, <laughs> the flight is canceled. What do we do? They probably would have comped put them in a, a hotel. room. Yeah. yeah. We'll put you in a hotel. That's 15 minutes from the airport. Also, I still don't know what they did with that. That wasn't a cheap flight. They booked it. Yeah. I'm like, where's that credit? Like you just uh, didn't show up to the flight, which was the next morning at the same time. I know. So like, again, it's not just age. It's a certain type of blinder to a certain type of problem solving, yeah. which is, is not available. That's yeah. like the nicest way to I yeah. sound like a politician. <laughs> yeah. This type of problem solving is just not available. <laughs> and stay in the city where the airport is, go to bed, wake up, flight, boom, no yeah. problem. Instead, we're on our way back to Ohio. What? Can you book us a flight? Ask the concierge. They can't do it. Can you book us a flight? And guys, this this part, I don't, I don't, there was a time when I would share a story like this to tease my parents or to put it down or to get sympathy or to be like, isn't it crazy? Mm -hmm. Here's, I swear, I swear to you, here's why I'm telling you this story. Because I came back from a, a, a place of trauma, lowercase t, maybe uppercase, we're not sure. Mm hmm that I want to report from for solidarity for people listening. All of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, breath, uh, observing your feelings, welcoming them, 
when it's happening, yep. it seems so impossible. Uh-huh. And that's, we can't talk about that enough. Here, this podcast, specifically, We Made It Weird, it's one of my happiest and safest places. I love it. It's mm-hmm. such a fun thing, except when I accidentally humiliate you. Or when I make you feel like you ruined Val- Valerie Leela's birthday party. Hilarious. Well, look, we've lived, we've learned. We've lived, we've learned, we've, we've lived, loved. We've learned, we've loved the whole way. We've lived, we've learned, we've loved the whole way. <laughs> but I remember feeling like a roly-poly and I was rolling into myself. I was rolling into a ball mm-hmm. where I was like the only I said this to you. I was like, it's like my eyes have another set of eyelids and they're closing. Like, even though my eyelids are open. God, you are so good at this. (laughs) There's another set of invisible eyelids that close and are narrowing my vision Uh to only keep me alive. It feels like, and I'm embarrassed. I I shouldn't be, but I'm just letting you know. I am embarrassed. I wish this wasn't the case. But Mm. here's just a text. Can you book us a flight? And we're coming back to the hotel that you're at. Now that I say it, I was right. (laughs) My vision narrows. It is that sort of like, like, and you're going like, try to recognize the feeling. <laughs> try to take a big breath. It's and like, I'm like, like what you're saying, I'm not even me. I feel like I'm made out of concrete or something, I, or I'm a ghost. Yeah. Actually, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm a ghost yep. and I don't exist. Yep. And you're talking to me as if I exist. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't exist. It's almost mm-hmm. like, how can this person see me? I've vanished. I, I mean, I've, 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 you are bing. describing, I want you to keep going. I don't even want to interrupt because this is so helpful for anybody who is experiencing or has experienced PTSD. You're describing exactly yeah. what it feels a like. A concrete vanish. <laughs> a concrete vanish. And like my trauma has to do with I don't exist. So that is, and that's like a symptom of PTSD too. So when I start feeling that, like, I'm not here, I don't exist, it like re-triggers PTSD. And that is where you've done this for me. And then I ended up doing it for you in this case where yeah, like, this was great. truly the only, the only thing to do is like, stop talking. Yeah. I mean, you can say a few things, but like talking isn't enough. Even if you're saying the right things, it's like Leela has this really beautiful book from Love Every, the um, company that does like Montessori toys. And they write these beautiful books. And there's one where the kid has a tantrum in the grocery store. Mm. And it says, says, daddy is close, but he sounds far away. Yes. And that's exactly exactly what it feels like. When I read that to Leela, I'm like, Oh, a little too real, <laughs> I know. but you were close, but felt a football field away for sure. And you've done this for me where you like, there was, I could feel that like, like you would say the eyelids closing. I could feel the slipping into outer space. Yeah. And you like, and I tried to have a sit pee and it took me about 20 minutes to pee, yeah. which is like a, the reason I mentioned a sit pee, cause who stands there holding their ding dong for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I sat down cause I didn't feel steady on my legs mm-hmm. and I was trying to pee for like 20 minutes yeah. cause I didn't feel safe. Like mm-hmm. when you urine don't feel flight. safe, you're not going to like have a good urination. Like, so yes. the body is really not okay yeah and and so you and i honestly couldn't think of a solution there there comes a solution guys and there's also a happy ending yeah but it's more important to be like i couldn't talk about losing your mojo yeah. if you said if you called me and were like my flight was canceled a 
very casually think of six solutions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and so would you. Well, you're instantly in your child self, and a child can't. And book I was a like, flight. I'm a I'm a baby boy. I can't book a flight. Yeah, they'll laugh at me. Yeah, they'll know I stole your credit card. Yeah. So you put so, me on the bed, mm-hmm. and like I I I said like. And I knew there would be resistance to this and you didn't resist it, but maybe I could sense into it just, or was projecting because oftentimes even the right exact thing to do in that moment, there's a part of us that resists the getting better or get getting pulled out of it. I don't know. Oh my God. You know what I mean? I, or there's a vulnerability I'm to it. I'm glad you mentioned it because like you started to, I don't want to say fix because people go, don't fix me. You started yeah. to help me. Yeah. And I, I can't say that I was like ready or not ready to be helped, but I, I, there was a resistance yeah. to and like, I know what you're doing. I wasn't mad at it, yeah. but I was like, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's like, not you gonna think work. you're going to heal me with like orange juice. And it's like, I yeah. need, I need medicine. Like this isn't going to work. Yeah. Or on, honestly, like I need oblivion. Like this mm-hmm. is why I, I drank for so long was mm-hmm. I was self-medicating feelings I didn't know how to process. I also want to say, I keep meaning to say this, there's this other voice, and I haven't even told you this, that was going, I'm reading, as everyone knows, I'm reading Tribe. Tribe has a lot to do with PTSD, wartime PTSD. I think I have long-term PTSD, meaning it's not a specific event. Complex. Complex PTSD, but anyway, they talk about coal miners they getting stuck in mines. They talk about people who watch people die in war, all this sort of stuff. And I, in this moment, was going like, this is my thing. It's mm-hmm. certainly not in the same category as those things. It is in the same category. It's not in the same league as those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, I had this voice when I was waiting 20 minutes for that pee. I was like, don't. It was a good don't. Mm. It was like, I know you're tempted Mm. to really cannonball Mm. into the abyss. Mm. Like there's that Mission Impossible where Tom Cruise has to go underwater for six minutes. Mm -hmm. Remember? Uh Uh-huh. And to get in, he jumps into that tiny hole. The Mm. hole is like the size of him. I was tempted to do that with my my agony. I was like, Mm -hmm. just jump in. Become unreachable. Like Lord Voldemort himself is perched on your shoulder and just shut down. And there was a voice. It wasn't a Captain America voice. It wasn't even necessarily a male voice. Mm -hmm. It was a, because there was a consideration for you as well. I was like, let's, this is what we always talk about. Can we please, Mm. we know this is going to be okay. I knew it was going to be okay. Can we believe that a little bit faster? Yeah. Because yeah. we know it's true. Yes. We know, like I knew in that, in, in the roly poly second eyelids closing, there was still a part of me that was like, I know this situation isn't as bad as my body thinks it is. Yeah. And because of that, it was like a thread. It was like I was holding a string that was, that if I was in that Tom Cruise hole, I could, I could pull myself out with it. And yeah. I started kind of pulling myself out. So yes. you, but I couldn't do it. This is really the key to the story, by the way. Hmm. is I couldn't do it, at least I couldn't do it as quickly alone. The only reason I say that isn't for my ego, is in case some of us listening have to do it alone. I believe you could do it alone. Yes, you can. I believe I could have done it alone. Yes, you It sure helped that you put me on the bed and you started to just push, we call them pats. Leela goes, I want pats. Mm -hmm. So you just apply pressure to the ribs, to the hips, 
to the calves, to the shoulders. You're just pushing them kind of into feet, the bed. I was really like squeezing your feet because yes. that's grounding. I don't remember that, but yeah. I was, yeah. I, well, I'm I, just telling you the state I was in. Like, oh, yeah. I, I didn't exist, so how could you be patting my feet? Yeah. And I did, like I said, in that before, you know, you were really kind of spinning out and you were doing a good job. I did see you also trying to keep a tether. Um, but I could just, your I see it in your body, the way you hold your body changes. It's so frightening. And I went, I think you need to get in the bed and I, and I will tuck you in. <laughs> like yeah. that's what needs to happen. So I was, I did, I tucked and then I pushed on your body because that's what my therapist taught me is like squeeze your own body yeah. to remember this is, these are my edges. Mm. I am not, um, this like amorphous amorphous like oblivion that's right you know i just told you i vanished like these are my edges i'm here i'm here i'm contained i'm contained i'm being held i'm being supported my body is supporting me this bed is supporting me being tucked in goes look the blankets are holding you look i'm holding you i'm pushing Mm -hmm. into you to remind it really is like resuscitating somebody it's going like come back stay stay Mm -hmm. stay but you couldn't say that to me if you made it too aggressive Mm -hmm. i would have been like you, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that would have been right. You were being very gentle about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then, do you remember when the next? How did we get on the phone? Well, I think your brother called you shortly after oh, that. No, we. I had to solve the problem way before I was capable of even receiving this tuck in. Yeah. I'm in the bed, and the voice of my child self is: If I don't take care of my parents, the world will end. Yeah. Um. And I called Michael, our travel agent. And I felt like such a little boy. I was like, he's going to know I'm an, I'm a little boy. Mm. I was like, Michael, it was a Sunday night. Mm. Can't believe he answered. I already sent him a, a gift. Mm. Um, I was like, can you, can I put my dad on the phone with you? Cause I was like the thought again, I don't know. Well, it just is what it is. The thought of me getting on the phone course. with them. The thought of me booking the flights, I just couldn't do it. And I was like, I'm going to call my dad's room because I know he's here at the end. <laughs> and I'm going to Hopefully keep he won't realize it. it's a room to room call. <laughs> Hilarious. I keep, I know. And there's like the secret. I keep oh, yeah, calling him. Which is, by the way, what we decided to do to keep it a secret that we were there. I couldn't. How I just could couldn't, you? You I were couldn't. flooded even knowing that they were there. You it can't just, see them again, in that hysterical historical it was yeah. it was a, this is a trauma response. I couldn't, it was a trauma response i couldn't control yeah so i kept calling my dad he never answered but at least i could di- direct dial the room finally get him i say dad um and now it's it's like i'm doing an act like there's no i gotta tell you i've been panicking <laughs> like there's mm-hmm. nothing like that mm-hmm. I'm like hey dad uh can i put you on the phone i go do you have a pen uh, and paper. And oh, like, he couldn't hear you too. You were I was yelling, yelling this part. I was yelling. Yeah. Because he couldn't hear me. And I was like, do you have a pen? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I got a pen. But he was being nice. Mm-hmm. Having your flight canceled and driving in the car two hours, not pleasant. So yeah. he was he was pulling it together too. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And I gave him the number of Michael and I said, call this guy. He's going to get you on a flight tomorrow out of LAX, fewer canceled flights. It'll be fine and it'll be direct. It'll be easy. Just do it. And he did. Michael texted me an update a few hours later. He was like, all set. This Mm -hmm. is them. This is the car. I'm not going to say it was completely better, but now I was, 
there was nothing left for me to do and I could turn my attention back to feeling normal. Yeah. My brother happened to call me. This is sweet. I had texted my brother. I just want, this is what I said to my brother. What did I say? I said, <laughs> I was like, dude, I just want you to know everybody at the party, and this is true, Yeah. told me specifically and separately how much fun they had with you at the party, mm-hmm. how much they love talking with you, mm. and, and how glad they are you're a part of the family. Mm-hmm. And I said, I love you. I'm proud you're my brother. Mm-hmm. Like real Father Greg Boyle, mm-hmm. say the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm proud he's my brother. I'm going to tell him. I'm yeah. proud you're my brother. Not just because of that, just because I'm proud to be his brother. Yeah. The whole time. And I'm just so happy that these people saw him for who I know him to be mm-hmm. and that he felt safe to open up and show himself. And it was so special. And I wanted him to know that that was received mm-hmm. and rewarded. Mm-hmm. So I told him. And he was calling me to thank me for that text. Mm. They, I could cry. He didn't even he know didn't any know of this was going on. Any of this was happening. And he called me in this time moment. of need. And my brother is the best equipped person mm-hmm. to understand. Of course. Like I could cry. It yeah. was such a beautiful story. Be- it became a beautiful story that wouldn't have existed had the suffering not yeah. happened. Yeah. Because he got me laughing because he, I knew he under, I know you understand me. Of but course, he, but grew he's, up in the same he house. has the same exact imprints and wounds are very similar. Yes. So there is a way, it's he like the best gift of si- siblings if, if you are lucky enough to be close with one. And he was calling me unbeknownst. Yeah. And we had an hour, hour and 15 conversation. I put on speaker, the three of us just talking, yeah. laughing about all the things that went wrong, laughing at the absurdity of the same mm-hmm. hotel, mm-hmm. all of that. And I was just like, oh, I just got worried my parents would find out we were staying at the same hotel. I mean, they, they couldn't figure out how to find, you know, the their flight info. They don't know how to figure it out or listen to a podcast. That's hilarious. <laughs> But even if they did, it's It's not the most evil thing. We were trying to recharge. Anyway, I'm just letting you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. um, Self-preservation. It ended, yeah, it ended being this thing that it was suffering that became, there was, we use the word alchemy a lot on this, but it got alchemized into something that I specifically struggle with. That whole story is rich mm-hmm. with a certain type of love mm. that I am low on, mm. which is the kind of love you only get when you're vulnerable and mm. vulnerable enough to mm-hmm. ask for help. Yeah. I asked you to come with me to the airport. Like I yeah. really needed you. I, I almost never, I don't even know what voice I used, but I was like, I need you to come with me. Mm-hmm. That was loving. And then Michael, mm-hmm. I know he's someone that works with us. But I, I mean, I think I wrote him a text. I was like, we already loved you, but now I'm yours forever. Just like, yeah. that's like, I'm not saying it's romantic. It's loving. It's like yeah. love. And he received it. He's like, I love you guys. And, mm. and I'm, and he's vegan and I said, I'm vegan donuts. And this is, this is loving. Yeah. And, and then my brother called and, and, and my brother's had a lot of these same feelings. And now he hears me having those feelings. Mm-hmm. And for a really large portion of my life, 
a big part of my strategy was acting like I didn't have those feelings. Yes. Like I'm good with them. Everything's fine. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about when I make fun of people in the crowd that think they have a great relationship with their parents. I'm like, you haven't dug deep enough. Now I do hold out that there are some people that have great relationships, Yeah, but this guy did not look like one of them. Yeah. (laughs) Also that is, it's like inside out, which is why that's like the best movie in the world. Yeah. Sadness. Where sadness is how she, you finally like, heal and connect and every it doesn't take joy doesn't get you there she ha, she shows her sadness to her parents and then she gets exactly what she needs it's like there is such you mean in the movie in the my movie. parents yeah. yeah yeah um there's just that's exactly the type of love i've been more than a court low on yeah because i don't again for many reasons we just watch bros. I don't want to ruin the best line in the movie, mm. but there's a line that I really related to about what comes off as confidence is really you thinking you're the only one you can count on something like that. Yeah. It's a great movie, by it's the way. It's such a good like, movie. Go see it. Uh. That's not a spoiler. It's just like, I related to that. I was like, you can't trust people. Mm-hmm. So just be a stand-up, book mm-hmm. your own travel, do the show yourself, write your own jokes, get the rewards, go to the thing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And now I reached a level of brokenness that required all the king's horses and all the king's men. <laughs> yeah. And as I was being put back together by you and my brother, mm-hmm. I swear in real time, I was like, it was worth it. Yeah. Because I felt so close to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not tying this together in a hallmark way. Yeah. Sincerely. As the three of us were laughing Mm -hmm. at the absurdity of the car service problems when they arrived and the canceled flights and the coming back in the hotel Mm -hmm. you're at, Val and I left the room. We just walked a path that we knew would be private. Mm -hmm. We found a beautiful park bench. We sat under a tree and I'll never forget it. And it was charged by agony yeah and i was like there's a certain kind of technicolor there's a certain frame rate Mm -hmm. and a certain film that your brain only shoots memory on in the wake of Mm. trauma in the wake Mm. of discomfort i'd like to remember our trips to bora bora but that's why we took all the pictures because you're so happy you don't even really hit save on it in the yeah. same way. Yeah. But shit like this goes down. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that room. No. I'll never forget that toilet. I'll never forget that bed. Yeah. I'll never forget Michael's voice when on a Sunday evening he was available to help. Mm-hmm. I'll even never forget that my dad seemed genuinely happy that it all worked out. Mm-hmm. It was worth it. Not even worth it is stupid. Worth it is balancing two scales Mm -hmm. it wasn't worth it it's what happened Mm -hmm. and what happened was impossibly rich a a kind of rich soil yes and what is soil if not dead things and regurgitating things and decaying things being renewed into roses and i was like oh yeah I don't, let's not get petty and transactional and be like, it was worth it because I got that job. Yeah. Like, fuck that shit. It's what happened. Mm -hmm. And because you were with me and I was able to get back to myself, I was like, oh my God, this is like a, this is like an epic night. Like I'm seeing the grass and the trees and everything. And I didn't even fully feel safe until what's today? Friday. Yeah. So this was on Sunday. Uh, 
yesterday, yesterday was the first day <laughs> yeah. I started to feel correct through it. Yeah. I mean, you just said that so beautifully. That is, you perfectly encapsulated the gift of suffering, like the gift mm. that suffering can bring and the portal that it can be. And I mean, I have nothing to add to it. You You're said right, it's though. It's, so it's an unpleasant beautiful. portal, yeah. <coughs> which so but is it's childbirth. it's only unpleasant <laughs> as you're going through it. Like once you go through it, it's beautiful. This has been happening lately. The guy at Eckhart Tolle who was distracting me, that was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That's all I really remember. I remember that. Yeah. So it's this, it's this weird gift. Mm-hmm. Last week we talked about how my parents' phones don't work and I couldn't get them a car service. Mm-hmm. And it becomes this funny story. Mm-hmm. This in the retelling not only is funny, but I hope it has value to people that feel that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was having lunch with Jay Larson. He came up here just on his own and we had a couple coffees together. And he was talking about how together I seem. Mm. That was really nice. He he was like, you seem to have mellowed and, and whatever. Mm. I was like, I do think that's true, but I also want to tell you this. <laughs> and yeah. then I told him these stories. Yeah, And it can still happen. My dad just texted me for eight tickets to my show in Boston, which by the way, is 68% sold out. How great is that? So please get your tickets if you'd like to see me in Boston. Mm-hmm. And even that, I, I don't know why. I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but like it could still churn up feelings. Like again, like overreactions that, mm-hmm. so I'm not, this isn't the story of how I healed my trauma. No. This is the, the story of how I drove through a pretty long tunnel of trauma mountain. And also the idea of healing your trauma, I think can be tricky and not helpful sort of in the same way, um, that like the idea of like, I'm going to become enlightened Mm. kind of can take Mm -hmm. you further from it. Mm -hmm. Really the practice is exactly what you did. You did it. Mm. You did the healing work of trauma. You were activated. You recognized you were activated. You reached out. You took breaths. You let, you opened up to letting people in, to letting people help you. You remembered through that. And because of that, you remembered your body. You remembered yourself. You remembered you weren't alone. And then you got and truly opened to experience the beauty and the richness that comes on the other side of it. Mm. It might be that for the rest of your life when it comes right. to your parents. And that's, that's as good as it gets. And that's okay. And it might not. Maybe there is a, a, a phase or maybe, you know, there is a, um, a destination where you do, you aren't triggered. But I think shooting for that will just bring more of the shame of I I'm still here. That's why we, those of us who are constantly living with, with PTSD can often think like, what I'm back here again. I'm still here. (laughs) It's 1986. Yeah, exactly. And really Mm. it's, if there's not an an end point, Mm. we're living with this as our food, as our fuel, as our, fertilizer three f's and three f's the three f's everybody knows um and we're when you are resourcing yourself through trauma 
responses, you're doing it. You've mm. healed. You are mm. healing. That's that's the whole thing. I don't. So Jay and I talked about child self work because I I was talking about how I get through things like that. Yeah. He's talking about like that's child self work, and he goes, he goes, I have three pictures of myself on my wall. Mm. As as a kid, and he goes, in the morning, I I point at them and I go, I got you. I'm looking oh. out for you. I'm holding you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's so beautiful. And, and the I, thought of him specifically. Doing I know. That. He's Ugh. a beautiful guy. And I'm looking, there's a picture of me as a little kid that I put on that yeah. uh, frame photo in here. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, it doesn't mean it won't happen. Yeah. It means when it happens, I'll pick you up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's true with our, with our kid too, by the way. Yeah. Like she will suffer. There will be kids that there will be blood. There will be blood there. And there'll be kids that break her heart or, you know, have, do you know the name of those kids? <laughs> remember? Yes. Do you happen course, to know their name? I remember. <laughs> but like, we can't, stop no, that and but we can it say, doesn't mean we won't stop it but it does mean i'll pick you up i'll pick you up and then then that's she's actually learning from that experience these deep truths that it that we're learning now in our 30s and 40s mm. she, we have the potential to teach her right away the nature of the universe is that you will get hurt and that you will suffer and that you're not alone and that people will always be there to pick you up. And the only way they'll show up is when you're, when When they see the need, when you share the need. Yeah. Cause there's another version of Pete. I don't recognize him anymore that in that situation, it would be the bad coping mechanisms. Yeah. And again, we learned this in Vegas, but when I went through that trauma that night, I, I was like, you know, it occurs to you, should I eat a whole cake? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget it. It, it felt like an epiphany. So I was like, good. if I eat a cake, not only did this hurt me emotionally, I'm letting it hurt me physically. Yeah, it's so, so it's going to clog my arteries as well. Yeah. So it'll shorten my life. Yeah. Or fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm I mean? I'm going for a walk. Let's go the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and I don't mean my parents. I just mean the the thing. Yeah, that could absolutely. Be true. <laughs> yeah, that could be true. No, they're good. Well, they, I'm you really know, proud the, of the you. other epiphany. Was I was like, let's let them stay. It's too much to ask. I said to my mom, we had to talk about it. I was like, even if these were like classic hangs that we loved every minute of <laughs> yeah. it, and that's the benefit of them. You can make jokes like that. Yeah, I was like, it's too much to ask. You're well, in your your eighty. That's a lot. It's like, that's, that's pretty old for traveling. And I'm not, it actually gave me like a sweet feeling. I was like, if you can't see delayed or depart, if that is even what happened, mm-hmm. it's time for us to come to you. Yeah. I'm glad you came out. Mm-hmm. It was actually incredibly nice. Mm-hmm. My father was so sweet about the life we set up here. He was really complimentary. And that's kind of hard to get. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, my brother said, he was like, you won the lottery. Like dad saw it and, mm-hmm. and appreciated it. And I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, you're right. Mm-hmm. From here on, and it's not to like put a wall up. It's to be like, let's keep you comfortable. Yeah. We'll go to that restaurant in Cambridge that you like. Yeah. Let a, and we'll drive you. Let us visit you. It'll also give us... Some more agency. A little more agency. Because yeah. we, when we want to go we won't miss the flight (laughs) (laughs) or if it's canceled we'll just do something else you do i want to say another thing that i get from you 
that I want to be better at. I mean, your family, again, to your parents' credit, they take roasting and ball busting a little. I mean, they take it really well. Mm -hmm. And you are so funny. You have such funny bits in the midst of this pain Mm -hmm. that really does. You're like, yes, I understand that you clearly developed a sense of humor from this fire like it was forged in these fires the fires of mordor (laughs) Uh, but like what a beautiful reaction and way that that can go yeah and like what a beautiful styled defense it's true and i'm grateful my brain could it be a different brain and be like i'm gonna go shoplift or i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna completely shut down or you know whatever and you had m- my brother and sister-in-law and I like dying laughing in the kitchen because you were in the family room and it was just, you know, af- this was at the, the birthday party. So it was just really, you know, kind of weird vibes the whole time. And then- <laughs> It was when everyone felt like it had already gone an hour too long. Yeah. I want to hear how you remember it though. Well, I, you'll have to do the announcement. Like you just were like, this is the announcement. Your brother said he was leaving and you were like, oh, can you take, can you take, take my mom? parents? Yeah. And he was like, I don't think they want to go yet. And I went, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my brother is now leaving. This would be a good time to get in the car and go. It's been a lovely experience, but let's call it a day and give our all of ourselves a break. And please, in the future, when you want to come back, remember, this is what you're talking about. This party where you didn't enjoy yourself, where you didn't smile, laugh, or have fun. When you call me in a week, having completely deleted this memory, I will remind you, this is how it feels to hang out together. And you were, but you were like making it, I mean, it was that you were announcing it to everybody in the yeah, room. Yeah, it was for everyone. About them. And you said one of my brother's favorite moments, and I wish I could remember the exact phrasing, but you were like, go ahead. Go, you said, go, go ahead and begin the long process of getting your old bodies off of the couch. I'm not even, I haven't even gotten to the line yet. You're yeah. like, and say your, your goodbyes where you confuse, befuddle, and offend each person. Each person individually. <laughs> confuse, befuddle, and offend each person individually as you make your way out. Yeah. That is, it and that is so, what happened, by the way. And, but yeah. they left about an hour after that. Yeah. Cause you're not with my brother. Your mom refused to go at that point, but also, <laughs> um, but I was remembering what made me think of that was when we go to Boston, y'all like will be in the, the middle of a meal. Like it's like the food just got placed on the table and somebody will say something and you go, well, it's been really great. Um, my friend so-and-so is waiting in the car for me. We are, are like our Uber is here. Yes, like yes. it's just constantly. Something, and that bit has been reduced to a sound. When I visit Boston and I'll be there soon. October 16th, the Wilbur Theater. <laughs> PeteHolmes.com. Always selling tickets, this Always. guy. I'm so 68% pleased sold. that it's 68% sold. I never checked that, but my manager texted me and I was like, I felt so proud of yeah. my, our Boston community. It was yeah. so sweet. Thank you, everybody. Even if, if it, like, 
I hope it sells out. But even if it stays at 68, I'll be like, those are the 68% that really want to be there. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Let's put up a wall so we don't see the balcony and we'll go. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Um, the, the sound. The, oh, when the- I'm having a rough dinner with them in Boston, and they've learned to laugh at this too, I'll just go, Just the sound of a jet. Just the sound of a plane taking off, getting us out of there. (laughs) It's very good. I knew I was going to say, go ahead and do your razor. So good. Yeah, I can't do it that well. What do you mean? Why? It's a hydration thing. I need to be Mm. more hydrated. That's Good. a guy shaving the little hairs on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's better if I have a glass of water. Guys, thanks for listening. What a fun one. Yeah, you did so good. I'm so proud of you. You're doing great work out there. Somebody once told me. <laughs> An acoustic, the slow acoustic folksy version. is <laughs> what is too low? Too like going too high is always what they do in comedy, but too low is funny. So much. I think the dub is doing the shit. <laughs> How low can you go? Do your lowest note. No. I feel like mine's lower than yours, but it's not. I know. It's like Dark Crystal. There are these creatures in Dark Crystal that like do a ceremony where they go, oh. It's also what I was doing for 58 hours during my labor. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I was the guy next to you eating Quiznos. <laughs> <laughs> sure were. I was not. You didn't eat Quiznos, but you were eating and I'll never forget that. <laughs> I was? Yeah, but you had to eat. It was three days. But there is a feeling when you're in labor and somebody is eating in a room with you where you're like, fuck you. I want you to know when we're watching a movie and you're on your phone or something and you can tell that I'm annoyed, it's that's how I feel. Okay. That's <laughs> I'm helpful. just kidding. That that's not I fair. That I can't claim the discomfort of a woman in labor. And to my friends who say that I never, or who feel that I never text them back. That's why I have no moment because I'm either parenting or I'm watching TV with somebody who doesn't let you look at your phone while you're watching it's not TV. That I don't let you. <laughs> it's that I forbid you to. <laughs> no, you can. I just, I'll just, I, no. I don't like this about myself. No, this is I, reasonable. No, it's not. I joke about this all the time and go, Val, you're putting it together. No. I'm too much. No, I'm sure I, not. I watch movies and I, and, and if, you know, one of my least favorite things I'll do, but I'm not doing it out of anger. You're texting and I'll pause the movie. Mm-hmm. But it feels like, how it do you do that without being aggressive. a jerk? You're like, I'll wait. But that's not how I mean it. I mean, like, yeah, and we're watching some fucking bullshit anyway. I know. But you're, but you are oh. right. Like when my mom and I are just at the house or like we're together. We just have Will and Grace on and we're both on our phones. And not that's not great either. Not that, I mean, that's not great. It's not so you're keeping, you're keeping me one screen. 
yeah, one who, screen every night. Who at my funeral? You're not going to be like Pete was great. He always kept me one screen. <laughs> you, we cut to the congregation. Everyone's on their phone. <laughs> Guys, it's a funeral. Pete would like you to not be on your. And then we widen to reveal you're on your phone as you're saying that. <laughs> oh, right, how everybody. Sweet it is. It's quite enough of that. Um, yeah. Also, we got bunnies. They're the best. Okay, we'll tell you about that next week if you tune in. Good emotional support animal. They're perfect emotional support animals. It's true. Um, Keep it. Grits. Peace. <laughs>